Dan Potash joining us right now on the DVE Morning Show. Danny, what's up? Yes, I am the death notice. Good morning. No, you're not. Sorry, I thought you were at 845. That's why I kept going. No, yeah, I thought... You know what? I didn't see you. Give me the wrap-up. I gave her the wrap-up. She didn't see it. It was my fault, Danny. Sorry. Val, you thought I was in Fart Lauderdale. (laughs) That's right, yes. That's nice. Hey, Dan, first of all, belated happy birthday, Dan. Thanks very much. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, So you're celebrating in Detroit with the team. (laughs) Hey. Birthday happens where it happens, right? Doesn't matter. Hey, Dane, will, will you get those guys uh, on the penalty kill again? What's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, what is it? Eight goals in the last nine games allowed on the PK. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, you, you, you go through a long season and you go through many ups and downs. And, and right now, obviously, on an up is the fact that they're healthy, uh, waiting for Carter Rowney to uh, get back to full strength. Not sure if he's on the trip with us yet. I, I didn't see him on the plane, but maybe he'll be at practice this morning so uh if he gets back to 100 percent, then like okay great this is the time where you want to be healthy and then you look down the line and like all right but you know the, the pk could be better because it's been so great all season long but in march it took a hit and it just hasn't it hasn't rebounded because it because of ian cole i don't know you could point your finger at one guy but what and you didn't, what do you need to tell me? He's the guy that carried the load the whole season. I, I, I mean, I, that's the common denominator here, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know it's easy to think that, but um, you know, sometimes things just look for whatever reason. As of late, they're allowing too many odd man rushes. You know, teams are getting that two on one break, for example, more often uh, than any team would want them uh, to want to allow it at any stage of the season, let alone late March. So why is the, the penalty kill goal gone south? I, I don't know. It's a great question, but I, I, I certainly hope that Mike Sullivan and company will find a way to uh, to fix it uh, sooner than later. Dan, did the record since January the 2nd it was clearly different than what it was prior to that, and it's kind of leveled off here uh, of late. I guess some of that's a natural correction, but uh, did you sense something happening in early January attitude-wise, intensity, urgency, desperation-wise? And do you see that kind of dialing down a little bit as they uh, appear to just be in a mode to get through these last six games and, and start the real games in April? Yeah, I saw Gino stand up and say, I'm score back in January. <laughs> That's what he decided to do. He decided to just step up and, and carry, not carry the load, that wouldn't be fair, um, but obviously step up his level of play. And, you know, it's not just that, that he decided to go uh, to another level. Uh, he took guys with him. Uh, Hornquist, uh, who was playing well before, don't get me wrong, but obviously made his impact felt even more. But uh, Carl Haglin uh, obviously stepped up, and that whole line was such a force. Now, of course, the other night they switched Hornquist and Russ on the top two lines, if you will. So we'll see if the magic can spread uh, to other players. But uh, it, you know, sometimes when a player decides to uh, to, to do that, I and mean, obviously there's not a, an off-on switch, um, but uh, obviously he flipped something and decided to get going. But um, I don't think he's really completely cooled off. I mean, obviously, he's not scoring at the pace that he was, but he's still um, playing extremely well. I I don't want to say that there's one thing, why, uh, one example, Mike, why they're not playing at the level that they were back in January. It's hard to sustain that for as long as they have. But the fact that they went, what, 24-9-3 since the the turn of the calendar is is pretty impressive. Everybody's making... Uh, well, the acknowledgement that Derek Broussard seems to be sort of coming around yeah. to the Penguin way of hockey. Uh, what do you think is the most distinctive example of that? Well, I think 
he wasn't being he was not able to play his style, if you will, in Ottawa. It just did not fit. He, I think he led gave the example several times that they played more of a defensive oriented style uh, that just did not fit him. Whereas in New York with the Rangers, and again where he worked with Mike Sullivan, it was it was a different story. I can't compl- I can't compare the Rangers style of play to the Penguins style of play, but obviously uh, speed is something that. Uh, he wants to be able to play with, and he gets the opportunity to do that with the likes of someone like Phil Kessel on his wing, at least for now, uh, and that, that has certainly uh, been positive for him, and I think he's just been able to play more of his game. He's a great two-way player, uh, plays a 200-foot game that Mike Sullivan loves to talk about, so uh, he just feels more at home. I think it's rejuvenating him uh, because he's playing in a system that's more comfortable to the way he plays. Then uh, over the years... Nobody has gotten more out of road trips than you. You are the king of finding interesting features while you're on your travels uh, throughout the NHL. Uh, Along those lines, uh, should I be bracing for a package about the Edmund Fitzgerald Museum in Detroit? Um, It's not on my list today. Oh. (laughs) Where are you guys staying? Are you downtown? We're somewhere downtown. Yeah, it's right. It's in the Mariners Church. Just grab a camera, guy. You, you won't be sorry. Trust me. I'll, I'll get right on it. I, I got to cover the <laughs> practice too. You know, it's kind of important for the ratings tonight. Got to make sure I find out what's going on before they play the wings. Shane returns to uh, his old stomping grounds. There nearly went goalless last year, but ended up scoring the final goal at the Joe. Yeah. There's another example of a guy who, uh, for whatever reason, it just wasn't working in Detroit. You know, former number one pick. I I don't know if it's fair to say that he didn't meet expectations, but I I think he probably expected to have been maybe at a different level with the Wings while he was there. And it's not to say he was um, not playing, did not play well there at all, but he certainly flourished in the Penguin system. And uh, we were here once before. He got a chance to see some of his old guys in the the new building. By the way, the new building's really sweet. Did they move the statues over there? Uh, they moved some of them. I don't know if they moved all of them, but I know they moved some of them, yes. Um, but, you know, the, the, the funniest part, and I noticed uh, I noticed this when we played during the exhibition season, you look up at the roof and it's got this ceiling that looks like the floor from Saturday Night Fever. The way it lights up and, and the, the color patterns, it, it looks like a disco floor. Um, it's obviously prominently red because of the Red Wings, and that's obviously colors for the Pistons as well, one of their colors. But um, it's a really cool building. They did a really nice job with it. The Ted Lindsay statue was my all-time favorite sports statue. I loved that. I thought it was so cool the way they had, like, you know, a bunch of sticks in his hand. Like, it looked like it was, like, the blur of his shot. Slow motion, right, yeah. And then I found out afterwards he's related to Bob Airy, right? Uh, uh, I have. I'm not sure. I think about that's that. his uncle. Yeah, there's a there's a. I can't remember the exact connection, but there definitely is one. Yeah. Wow. There well, you go. Fun. There's something you can do between periods tonight. Now I got to go do a package on that. Great, thanks. Maybe you can take Bibbs to the Edmund Fitzgerald Museum. <laughs> you know, I'll see him in a few minutes here for coffee. So I'll have to ask him if he wants to go. Danny, are you working out? I am. I just went to the gym this morning. You look good, man. Looks like you're. Look, it looks like you dropped LBs. Looks like you're in really good shape right now. I can't say really good shape. I've uh, f- from three years ago when I dropped it quite a bit. Uh, I, I've held off most of it, but uh, what was your high point weight? I was almost at two fifty. Holy cow! Were you really? There's no way when? you were two fifty. Uh, I would. I wouldn't lie about that. No kidding. So what did you drop to? Uh, about one ninety three. Wow. That's really good. And now I'm around two hundred five. So. Uh, have uh, leveled off a little bit more. You're tall, though. You're a tall guy. 6'3", 
Six two. Yeah, nobody believes that. When they see me in person, they're like, dude, you look so small on TV. First off, I'm like, thanks. Second of all, I'm like, you don't really think these guys are bigger than me, do you? But you know what'll stop them from saying that? Just start beating some ass, Danny. <laughs> Just start knocking the knocking the snot out of people. Nah, come on. Love everyone. Be the enforcer. I know, you're the everybody loves you. I mean, look, the the uh the Dan is taking on new per, epic proportions this year. I'm waiting for Duper to call. And say, hey, I got to start getting a cut here because we could we could do something <laughs> with this. I'm waiting for him yeah. to call. He's in Montreal now doing TV for one of the French Canadian sports networks, and um, I'm sure he's doing a great job. Uh, it's hard to watch him, obviously, in the states, but I'm waiting for the call. He's gonna. I know he's looking for some money. It's gonna happen. Dan Potash, AT and T Sportsnet. Thanks so much for your time today, man. Appreciate Guys, it. Have fun and say you. hi to the boys. I will. Thanks so much. Take okay, care. man. See you, Dan, po- Dan Potash. That was the best. George LaRock called him that. Hello, Dampotage. <laughs> Hello. How are you, Dampotage? He's the best. He's he, really good. 250. Yeah. Get out. No I, way he was that big. I wasn't kidding about the, the the stories he comes up with on their travels are impressive. No, he's he's good, man. Yeah. You know. He knows how to uh, maximize time and opportunity. Yeah. Well, I got to do that and go to a commercial.